Who's ready to rock and roll on Locked On UCLA? Let's talk about who could be the potential starting lineup for UCLA's theoretical 23 to 24 roster. And then is Chip Kelly actually overrated or is he underrated? Let's talk about it on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson. Yoxheimer, thanks for making the Locked On UCLA podcast your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, and it's available on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for your support. Most importantly, we're getting closer to football season. We'll get closer into everyday podcast. be a little more consistent in terms of, all right, boom, five days a week, every day. We're going crazy, but still, we try to be your daily home for UCLA news, especially when it breaks. Most importantly, let's get locked and loaded because let's talk some interesting thoughts about this UCLA team coming up for Mick Cronin. Still has has to fill the official other roster spot. Could be another scholarship spot left open. And Mick Cronin has another coaching spot to fill all within a roster that has so many highs and lows, potentially with a lot of question marks, with a lot of youth coming in to this upcoming season. What does this team look like? Well, let's give you the 12 men who we expect on this team. We are including, in this scenario, Adai Mara and Burke Buyung Tunchel, who have not officially, by any standards, been put into UCLA. We've heard there's been the Bro Report. But officially, as we see, usually put out by UCLA Athletic Social Media or a release that they've been a Bruin. But bear with me here. You've got Brandon Williams. You've got Devin Williams. Sebastian Mack. Dylan Andrews. Will McClendon, Lazar Stefanovic, Ilan Fibleul, Kenneth Nuba, Jan Vide, Adambona, and Adaimara with Burke Buyung Tunchel. Who could possibly be the starting five? Who could be key role players off the bench? This is a fascinating discussion. And hit it in the comments if you agree or disagree. My thoughts change almost every day. So I figured why not throw something out there and see what we think in the middle of July. Initially, I think the starting point guard will probably lean on the returner, Dylan Andrews. There's a lot of hype going in for him. I know even you guys have been throwing stuff at me that I am sleeping on Andrews. But, hey, Andrews is slotted up to be a good starting point guard. He had some good athleticism, some good defensive intangibles. And if he can work on honing in that three-point jump shot, could be a lethal weapon as a potential starting point guard for UCLA. The, the starting two guard, I think, will be one of the most contested spots for UCLA's roster this year. There's a multitude of ways they could go with it. Between Ilan Fibleul, you've got Jan Vide. The Bruins could even shift other players in that two spot. But I think it's between Fibleul and Vide, who are getting a lot of good good comparisons, considering the potential very solid NBA talent. Fibleul has been given a lot of love by NBA Draft Room. Vide has been compared to the Donchitses of the world, the, the Goran Dragic's of the world. So those are guys competing for a starting spot. Initially, I'm going to hand it to Fibleul and say Vide could easily compete for a starting two spot and could easily get some backup minutes as the, as the starting point or as a backup point guard, a six-man off the bench. For me, the starting three, Lazar Stefanovic, he's got to be that veteran guy, quote-unquote veteran, a D1 player who's been there, contributed at the at, with the run in Utes of Utah, coming over. You wonder how his role will play 
And while this is a hypothetical, if his role doesn't play as advertised with Ivo Samovich leaving, who is important in bringing Stefanovic over as a transfer with the international connection there, you wonder how that will play out. I do think Stefanovic gets a starting role, potentially as the three. Adem Bona, who is now rumored not to be able to be healthy enough to go play in Spain for the foreign tour, which could make this whole idea that I'm talking about right now null and void if players step up in roles that they're not accustomed to playing and really impress Mick Cronin during this preseason overseas tour. I would give Bona, obviously, he's going to be the starting four. He has a hybrid role between playing the, probably the five as the center we've talked about offensively, playing the defensive four as the reigning Pac-12 freshman of the year, who should pair up nicely with what we're expecting, not officially though, but still expecting to be a Daimara to fill in basically the final roster spot UCLA is expecting this year as the starting five. The 7-3 Spaniard who can stretch out the floor, has some good potential NBA lottery potential. He can hit the three, hit a jumper, good passing ability, and is an elite shot blocker, could be the defensive five. That is what your UCLA starting five could look like going forward, right? Andrews, Fibleul, Stefanovic, Bona, and Mara. That could be very controversial if you're listening or if you're watching. Do I think I have a full grasp on it? No, we got to get this team playing and seeing how they gel together, which is why who could be your sixth man? Burke Buyungtunjo, the Turkish product who's coming over, arguably the last name that even Bro Report was saying they didn't want to identify until later stages for him to possibly be admitted and coming to UCLA. All reports, as I've signified in the last Locked on UCLA episode, is that Buyungtun Shell is a Bruin who is given a lot of illusions, a lot of comparisons, drawn those to Jaime Hakas Jr., a current member of the Miami Heat, a first-round draft pick at number 18. So for Buyungtun Shell, how could someone being compared to Jaime Hakas Jr. not start initially? Well, we have to remember Hakas had to build his career from a freshman all the way to his senior year as a four-year player. Is that what Buyung Tun Chell might be? I'm not entirely sure, but I do think he is a fiery player, a southpaw, could really switch things up, and is going to compete for major minutes off the bench, if not steal a starting spot at some point, arguably maybe Stefanovic, or if UCLA needs to play things, or if Mara doesn't actually come, then he could slot into that starting lineup based on what Mick Cronin needs. Obviously, Kenneth Nuba is going to be a big man fill-in regardless of who is healthy, who is not, who is in foul trouble. He should fill in nicely for Bona or Mara, probably pushed in at the five, and then Mara might have to slot in at the four, depending on how Nuba gets slotted in. And then you've got a load of youngsters. You've got Sebastian Mack, McClendon, and Vide, who could all vie for minutes as a point guard, shooting guard between one of those guys, McClendon Moore of a backup point guard. You've got 12 guys vying for major minutes and nobody other than maybe a couple who have clamped down specific roles as dominant players at other places or contributed in key roles at other places. So Mac, McClendon, and V-Day, I believe V-Day will have a much bigger role than what I'm giving in this episode. But for now, for someone who's dominated in the FIBA U19s and could easily have a lot of good things to showcase in the Spanish overseas tournament, I think it's V-Day and FIBA who have a lot to showcase to Mick Cronin coming up when they go to Spain and the other overseas part of their tour that they, he could easily slot into the starting lineup by the time we get into August, go deeper into September, and the season doesn't even start until November. So a lot of things could happen between now and then. McClendon and Mack, 
I know we're high on Mac, a four-star product. Can he be someone who can earn himself a role? Maybe not initially, but down the line. And can McClendon get a little healthier, make some more three-point shots, and earn himself into a much bigger role? Brandon Williams, Devin Williams. Those are some guys who were the, the first two commits for UCLA in the class of 23. And yet I'm not entirely sure, considering how much this roster has been turned over, a somewhat overhaul with all the draft picks, graduations, guys moving on from Mick Cronin's roster from previous years. How does this all turn out for the two Williams, not related, one from New York, one from UCLA's own backyard in SoCal? Devin Williams from John Rothstein was getting a lot of lofty comparisons to Jackson Hayes, some arguable, very good defensive principles as a big 6'10", albeit skinny, needs to fill out quite a bit to maybe make an impact. Is he a guy that gets trapped behind veterans, talent, and the Pac-12 freshman of the year in Bona in the post? I'm not entirely sure. But if he can be a good shot blocker, might be one of those guys that one minute or one game plays 20 minutes, makes a big impact, arguably a double-double, or could be somebody who doesn't see any time at all and is struggling to find time and might even transfer out. Those are all things that could shift based on if Mara comes, then you're expecting Bona. And then Nuba's coming back for a sixth year. And you're expecting as a true freshman who's still going to need to fill out while being a good shot blocker, you've arguably got two in front of you still waiting to get some key time. So that's important. The six seven Brandon Williams from Christ the King. I'm still looking to see how he'll slot in with all these guys coming over internationally. I just wonder where Williams can fit in overall for UCLA, right? That's just a lot of pressure on these domestic high school recruits coming in to now slot in with guys who Mick Cronin truly believes in, not that he doesn't believe in these guys, but so late in the recruiting process, the Bruins have picked up a lot of commits from guys you probably haven't seen or heard of before other than these last couple of months, which makes this whole ordeal a fun question mark. But again, initially my thoughts, controversial or not, not trying to get too crazy, but Andrews, Fibleul, Stefanovic, Bona, and Mara are my starting five, just kind of looking out. Just skeptical, just looking, giving some opinions initially. When they go to Spain, with Bona not going to play, probably, most likely, that gives a lot of these young guys some ample time to prove themselves, to switch themselves in this lineup. So when they go to the overseas tour, let's evaluate this and see who stepped up and earned themselves a spot. We'll talk about that in more in the months to come. Speaking of what's coming up next, a lot has been thrown around about Chip Kelly being this overrated, underrated, loved, hated coach, pundits, everybody galore has an opinion on Chip Kelly. Is he one of the best coaches in the nation, or should he have been fired after last year? I don't know. What are all these things talking about? We keep debating this over and over. That's coming up on Locked On UCLA. In the meantime, let's tell you more about FanDuel Sportsbook, because if you want to take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200, you should go do that right now. $200, if you bet just 20 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose, you get $200. You can spend anything from money line, over, under, who's going to hit the first home run. I know Major League Baseball just had the all-star game, home run derby, and Maybe you expected the home run derby winner. You probably didn't expect the, the MVP of the All-Star game. That's why you should bet. If you think you have an idea as to who might do something, like win the World Series, I'm not entirely sure who that might be. Maybe you can go see who's going to get traded at the deadline 
get your mind right, get all the senses, all the analytics together. You can go on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you win and when you're correct, you get paid instantly. All you have to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball, and with us at Locked On. Cruising on into segment two of the Locked On UCLA podcast, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer with you guys. Thanks for tuning in. A heavily debated topic, which has come up on numerous shows recently. I wanted to touch on it a little sooner, but more articles, more articles are resurfacing. Some are being put out there as to what do we expect Chip Kelly to bring now deeper in his tenure, another extension, and with UCLA moving into the Big Ten, there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders of Chip Kelly, who's been stomping and stomping on the grounds for UCLA, been in charge of this program since 2017. What does this mean for him? Is he overrated? Is he underrated? Let's throw some ideas out there as to what do people think about Chip Kelly. Again, we've had someone call him a savant about to bring the UCLA program into Stanford's dominant era like it was in a previous decade. So that was an unnamed coach, maybe not calling out Chip Kelly by name, but saying UCLA's poised for a breakthrough. Then you've got Adam Gorney, who talked about UCLA being one of the teams at the bottom of the list, 15th of 16th in UCLA's Big Ten recruiting for the class of 24. He's just not there on Friday nights when it comes to high school recruiting. How do you build a program? It's kind of tough doing that. And when your recruiting cycles and rankings don't reflect that, all the players getting drafted in the NFL, all these guys, stars and rankings, everything in between, why is Chip Kelly not getting so much love? Then you've got CBS Sports, who put out an article, this is a bit older, but within the end of the 22 season, in this 2023 calendar year, and UCLA has Chip Kelly ranked overall across the country based on a lot of different voters, according to CBS Sports, as one of the top 13 coaches in the country, and he's the number three coach in the Pac-12 currently for a team that hasn't won more than nine games in his tenure. So where does that leave Chip Kelly? A guy that is equally overlooked and also underappreciated, but also giving too much credit. Where can it lie for a master in offensive genius that revolutionized the game in Oregon, had some success early on in Philadelphia before flaming out in San Francisco, and now he's back in the college game with UCLA. And we've been waiting for what was then a home run hire after a somewhat sinking end to the Jim Mora era where Kelly, despite his lack of big-time high school recruits, despite his lack of big wins, although you can argue the Utah win and the Washington wins were some of the biggest wins in recent history, multiple wins over USC, although most UCLA fans maybe would have sacrificed that for last year to knock the Trojans out of the Pac-12 title game, if not UCLA maybe get themselves in one themselves. Where does Chip Kelly lie? Nobody seems to have an answer. You can ask one fan. Chip Kelly's doing so much, helping build the program little by little, conditioning, nutrition, everything is going to be good for UCLA, how they're going to use guys, how they already can finagle the transfer portal to a T. Why are they amongst the top 10 in the country in the transfer portal? But they're also in the bottom 10 of the country in high school recruiting, top 13 in the country in terms of respect. But is that 
what did you do before? Or is it what have you done for me lately? 23 and 24, you sneak into 25, will be three very big seasons for Chip Kelly. This year, the UCLA is what some argue one of the easiest Pac-12 schedules they've had in a while. Last year, the Bruins had seven home games. You have a couple of seasons where you had a veteran roster, a young, retooled roster with a lot of talent, a lot of transfers in the last year of the Pac-12, a divisionless Pac-12, so you don't even have to beat what was your old division foes to make the title game, and still the Bruins can make some noise in this 23 season where for the second consecutive season, you can't just put your finger on this UCLA program. I certainly am excited. There's a lot of intriguing non-conference games. While they're not big-name opponents like they will be for years to come, like next year at LSU, even a trip to Hawaii, and then all the Big Ten opponents on the road and at home, then you bring in what the excitement is of this year. Chip Kelly has a lot to prove in these couple of years. I've been on record on this podcast, especially lately, since the turn of the calendar year, where you get a Dante Moore and you get all these big, bigger-name transfer recruits that help bolster the outlook of the program. I'm going to go on record and say I do believe in what he's building, but the results have to come in terms of wins. And while UCLA, we want to point to this 10-win plateau, that hasn't happened too many times in program history. I know in college football, we've only played more and more games, so it was tougher to come by back in the day. But Chip Kelly, most importantly, one of the main goals for this year, ending the Pac-12, is to do your hardest, do your darndest, to get 10 wins. Is that a low plateau? Is that a low bar? Certainly. But get that 10 wins because it means something for this UCLA program. But don't stop there. See the development, right, of a Dante Moore. If you get a quarterback, a freshman, you get 10 wins. You could see how it affected things across town when you got some new blood over there, a new quarterback, and everything went crazy. Chip Kelly could be ready to ready to jump on the country again with a big-time impactful performance, right? Wins have only gone up. There would have been two back-to-back bowl appearances if the bowl game didn't get canceled at the end of 21. And things have only progressed for the better, right? Facilities, Chip Kelly going out, getting recruits, flipping one from Oregon to UCLA, which cannot be understated more and more. Dante Moore, no pun intended. So it's a very Jekyll and Hyde approach. You can ask probably 10 UCLA fans, and they would be split on the idea of Chip Kelly being the one and only, the coach that you expect for this program to dominate for years to come. I'm, I'm thinking he's the man. Is he the man for the right job? Why are so many people going back and forth? One, good, bad, back and the other. It's a fascinating debate, and you could go back and forth in the comments. I just think Chip Kelly's the man for the job, but he has to start – doing it in the win-loss column. It might be ugly for times, but I think this is a good opportunity for UCLA to springboard from the end of the Pac-12, be a dark horse this year. There's no way they're competing with that 24 Big Ten schedule. That is just way too brutal. But in 25 is a year with the expanded playoff in play, with the scheduling, with hopefully Dante Moore solidifying his starting role and being a junior, a team that should be well-prepared quote-unquote well-prepared for Big Ten life with that being year two, they should certainly be able to compete by that time in three seasons. Starting with this year, 10 wins. Next year, just figure out what Big Ten life is. And then that third year in 25, that should be the year UCLA is gunning for it, really stepping pedal to the metal for a true opportunity to get deeper 
into something beyond just 10 wins when they can make an expanded playoff with the schedule they have in my mind in front of them in two years time. That's all I got to say. We're getting excited for Locked On UCLA. And hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach Anderson, your Oxheimer. Same become an everyday listener of Locked On UCLA. We're waiting for official news at the recording of this podcast of an Adaimara or Buyung Tunchel. Everything seems pointing that way, but you should stay tuned when anything right, wrong, or indifferent happens. And we'll tell you about it here on Locked On UCLA. Get your hands up, Bruins fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You. UCLA, UCLA, fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.